0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, or the end of time. I'm so glad you're able to join me for this little podcast, because today we're going to be discussing comic books, but more primarily, manga. My name is Yaroslav Postnov, and I welcome you to the 33rd episode of ComicCast. Now, the primary reason I want to do this research is because the field of comic studies is a relatively new field, And most of the work that they have done has been on Western comics, Western artists, and the such. And so I thought it'd be very interesting to begin these primary steps into viewing and studying manga, which would then allow us to have a better world sense of how people are using comic books and to what extent. A secondary thing I'd also like to use and to try to figure out is what we culturally find acceptable. As manga originates from Japan and there are a lot of cultural differences between us, as we have allowed these comics to come into the US, this will give us a view into what we find acceptable or not. The manga that I've been studying is called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, and this says the 13th volume of what I like to call the third arc, which is titled Stardust Crusader. Now JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is written by Hirohiko Araki and JoJo was actually published back in 1987 but it was only in Japan within the Shonen Jump Weekly and only in recent time has it come out with an official translated light novel that we are able to purchase nowadays. People in the US have known about JoJo for a while and before this official translation has come out people have taken it up to themselves to make unofficial and fan translations but unfortunately several them so excruciatingly bad that they ended up making memes within the Jojo community because later on in the series of part five as we are on part three right now but in part five there is a ability called King Crimson and it was explained so poorly that nobody understood how it worked. All we knew was just that it started, things happened, and in the end he won. And so the meme came out, it just works. JoJo has already infected some of our very deep cultural roots, as in some people also cosplay the different JoJo characters or the different abilities, which are called stands, which I'll get to very soon. There was actually even a point in where Araki came to the U.S. to do signings and some cosplayers who came up in later parts of this series came up to him and he started to try to speak Japanese with them because he actually believed they had read the Japanese version of the book, which they had not. They just had the fan translations to go off of. Ariki was completely oblivious to the impact that his work had around the world. He believed that Jojo was only in Japan, so he was incredibly dumbfounded. But hopefully that little experience has taught him about the importance and the influence his work actually has outside of just Japan. To get into the manga itself, we can look at some brief similarities and some contrasts between what we have and what the manga presents. The one similarity we can always see is the passing of time within the comic book. As the pages are limited, action also has to be limited, and there's a lot of gaps in between point A to point Z, in which the imagination sometimes has to fill in the occasional B, D, E, and so on. Sometimes it has to skip around, and that is what we're very much accustomed to seeing in our own Western comics. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has had an anime adaptation, so to the people who wish to see it in its full motion-filled glory, there was always that ability. But prior to Just as a Manga, it had the same passage of time, which we are very much accustomed to. The one huge contrast between manga and our Western comic books is color and the lack of it. In our comic books, we're very much used to color being on the page. As printers have become pretty much a staple, and as they become more and more advanced, color is usually not a thing we find lacking. If we ever do, it typically signifies that there is a time travel, dimensional shift, death, or some other crazy ability that has taken the story outside its normal flow. However, in manga, it is completely done in black and white. There are typically no colored pages aside, maybe some beginning story inserts or maybe the cover title, but typically manga is entirely black and white. This affords manga to have incredible detail to the characters and to the world around it as well as the different actions they do because they don't have to be focused on what to color in, how detail or how far in detail they have to make that color but instead they can use incredible shading to really show pained expressions or to have those happy victories and all of those incredible action scenes as well as found in JoJo. Araki has taken an incredible liking to draw incredibly shocked faces, as well as drawing tiny little beads of sweat, and just using a lot of detail to all his characters to really drive the art home. As for the contents of the story of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, in this installment, we are faced with our protagonist fighting a villain, but not so much in the punchy-punch sense in which we're very much used to seeing in Jojo, But instead, they are playing video games, and they have bet their souls on it. The enemy they are facing is named Darby, and he has a power called the Stand. Now, as I mentioned before, Stands are both the person and a power. In a way to better explain it, a stand is a manifestation of the soul of the person, and they vary from being able to hit really hard to be able to use incredibly crazy powers. Darby's is he is able to read the other person's soul, and ask yes or no questions, and see the answer within the other person. And he is able to cheat in that way. And so they are playing video games in which they have wagered their souls, and our protagonists keep losing. But lo and behold, later on in the story, our protagonists start making a comeback, and then Darby uses his powers and see that they are cheating, but he can't for the life of himself figure out how they're cheating. And this drives him mad, and ultimately leads to his defeat. This has a very much similar feel to what we're used to seeing in our detective series comic books. That it's a usual back and forth between the characters of both our heroes and the villain. That it's not a very flat sort of chessboard, make one move after the other. It's more of a complicated 4D chess sort of scenario in which they plan three steps ahead of each other, but no one really knows how many steps ahead the other one is. All they know and all they think is that, yes, I'm ahead and I will win and that is only revealed to us who was actually three steps ahead all the way at the end, once they have achieved their victory, which is very much similar to what we have. And as mentioned, Jojo has a lot of fist trading between the characters, which is, as always typical, we like to see just a little bit of brawl. There's also been times in Jojo in which guns have been used, people's legs have been severed, there's been decapitation, and all sorts of other horrific events, but one of the big things in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is the fact that there's always uh, either female leads or female villains, and which sometimes they also get hurt, which is sometimes not very much seen in comic books, as they always seem to have favor that a male protagonist goes into battle, gets incredibly damaged, but then usually comes out with some damage, but is able to get away from the scenario. But typically with female characters, they try to protect them. However, Araki does not share that same sentiment and he feels that everyone deserves a nice flying fist to the face no matter who they are. If they aren't following the way of the good, they're getting their teeth punched out. So I hope in this brief little while that we're able to share with each other, I was able to inform you on some very interesting similarities and differences that we have between our very familiar Western comics and just a little tiny glimpse of manga that is able to be seen in Japan. I wish I had more time to be able to chat with you all about this, but unfortunately my time is up. So maybe I've given you a nice little introduction into which you can further explore and be able to read yourself. I would highly suggest the series but you should probably start with the first issue of the first arc. I thank you all for joining me and I hope you've learned something today.